person, and welcome to Anthem of Life. This is Mary Pat Farrell. I'm one of the producers here on Anthem of Life. I grew up in Vermont, and one of my sisters still lives in the house I grew up in. It was a very boisterous house growing up. There were seven kids, my parents, Uncle George, always someone visiting. And ever since I was a teenager, I have really loved being up after everyone else goes to sleep. It is a magically quiet time in this big old house. And there's no more magical night than Christmas Eve. Last Christmas, I was just drifting off to sleep in my in my little bliss world when there was a giant thump and something ran over me and I thought it was the dog and I sat straight up and I, I looked and by the firelight, I could see there was a, a large bearded man head to toe in a red suit and he just tumbled over me and he was apologizing profusely. <laughs> and this is my conversation with Santa Claus. Thank you, Mr. Claus, for letting me push record. Absolutely, absolutely. And I'm sorry once again for tripping over you. I'm not used to you being up there. I know. I, it's funny. I, I usually am not in this alignment to the fireplace. A lot of times you're in the room, though. I feel like I am blushing. Am I blushing? You're blushing a little <laughs> bit. I love a rosy cheek. Oh, my goodness. It's a classic. Oh. Yes. Your eyes really are twinkly. Folks, I, I want to explain what this looks like. It looks like starlight coming out from your eyes. It actually is starlight. When I'm in human form, I need to have something to be able to represent myself as having a soul. And so that's what I do. I take a little bit of starlight and I put it in my eyes. It looks good on you. Thank you. I have to go back Mm because you said when you're in human form. Oh, yes. And does that mean that you are not always in human form? Well, yes, I, because I'm not human. I'm, I'm kind of blown away right now, and I don't mean to be rude in any way. Sure, sure. But I always thought that you were human, and I think there's so many stories about you, but we think predominantly that you're human. I'm as human as you perceive me to be. Are you human? I'm a human being. Right. But all the molecules that make up you have had thousands and thousands and millions of different lives. They've had all these experiences all over the universe and just happens to be they're collected together in a thing called Mary Pat right now. That's really like metaphysics. Oh, sure. But I think it's a lot simpler than that. If I'm here in front of you now, then I am. Uh, I'm almost speechless. You said earlier on that you know that I almost always sleep here on Christmas Eve. Yes, I do, yes. But I have never had the occasion to meet you. I'm curious Well, this is going to expose something about me, which is the fact that I come to Earth for my own kind of selfish reason, which is I want to experience humanness. So when I'm here, I am here to feel all of the thoughts and emotions and experiences of everyone on Earth. Because of the way that you experience time, if I stopped and had a conversation with you about, hey, how's the year been, Mary Pat, that might take you an hour or more to tell me about your year. But if I just access your mind through your dreams and your thoughts, then I can 
capture your experiences in the blink of an eye, and I can go around the entire world in less than 24 hours and capture the entire experience of everyone on Earth. That is, A, incredible. I mean, honestly, when you were saying it, I was thinking it sounded a little predatory. I don't do anything with it other than just enjoy it the same way you might enjoy a TV show. I know, but you're just collecting it without consent. And that consent is, is a big thing right now in our world. Oh, yes, I know. I've I mean, captured a lot of that. that I've, yeah. I've captured a lot of that, yeah. And so and so you're 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 capturing um the most even private thoughts of people all of them. Yes. Uh, yes. Without their consent, which I think is Creepy. Creep. It, it is. But I just have to be honest with you. It's it's what I do. I know what you're thinking. So you know that I think that that's creepy. I do. Absolutely. I. If I can be quite honest, the whole thing started with this idea of good and bad. It's just utterly ridiculous. It's such a preposterous idea of good and bad. But aren't you the uh, ultimate uh, uh, gatekeeper between what is good and bad? That's what we're told. I'm more like um, a scientist performing an experiment, creating a dialogue about what is good and what is bad. There's just everything that is, period. That's where it all stops. If it is, Mm -hmm. then what is good and what is bad? It is really drilled into us as kids. Your image is really used to teach a certain morality here on Earth. And I'm fine with that. You, you are? can use me for whatever you, you want to use me for because I'm fascinated with it. I'm fascinated with good and bad because you're the only ones who have it. Other creatures on this planet, none of them have good and bad. Dogs don't have good and bad. Trees don't have good and bad. Rocks don't have good and bad. I mean, there's good dogs and bad dogs, right? Only through the perception of the people. Right. If you left that dog on its own, it wouldn't say it was good or bad. That is a really fascinating idea. I mean, there's so much morality on Earth, as you know. Can you understand that a little bit? The reason why I would just want to come and experience this wholly unique thing that not another molecule in existence does. I mean, I can understand it now how fascinating that is as, as as a grown woman. But as a kid... You know, the threat of good and bad, and are you going to get presents for Christmas or not presents for Christmas? Are you going to get a lump of coal? In my mind, as a kid, then Santa, then you become this figure almost akin to God, because you're sort of learning about God the whole yeah, time, yeah. depending on the family you grew up in. And we can, can I just jump in and tell you, the story behind that is quite simple. It was just Jesus, who's similar to to me in terms of being a uh, universal uh, consciousness who took a little bit of time to spend, uh, to, to be human, to go through the human experience. And we always have just had such a fascination with the fact that you think birth is important. That we think birth is important? Just in terms of the human experience, oh, right? Okay. It's bizarre to us because nothing has happened yet. What's interesting is once you've lived a whole life, so you think you'd celebrate a death. You think, oh my goodness, let's celebrate the death because then the, then all the stuff has happened. So Jesus, he's like, somebody needs to do something with this day. He's really into Easter. He loves that because he thinks like, hey, this is celebrating all the stuff I did. Look at all of the fun that he had. I mean, he had a blast on earth. If, if you ever had a chance to 
talk with him, uh, do it. I mean, I would love to have a talk with him. Have you ever, you ever prayed? Do you ever said anything uh, to I, Jesus? I guess I have actually prayed in my life and said some stuff to Jesus. He tries his best to communicate with as many humans as possible that kind of talk to him, but it's tough. He's speaking from the entirety of the universe, and so it, it's difficult. Anyway, he said, do something with Christmas. Anybody have any ideas? I took him up on it. I said... <laughs> so I, are you saying there's just a bunch of supernatural beings hanging around together in some place that's other than Boy, here? that's a fun word. Supernatural. They're natural, but they're really good at being natural, so I would say they are super-duper natural. My thing is Earth. My thing is becoming human for a little while. It reminds me of what it feels like to be separate. I mean, you think of yourself as Mary Pat. I do. I definitely think of myself as Mary Pat. But you're far enough along in your understanding of existence to know there is no space, right? Okay, so but why just one night then? So you come and you do all of this in just one night. Yeah. Why don't you do it quarterly? Why not once a month? You love fudge. Yes, I yeah. do. I love fudge. Yes. You know yourself. You wouldn't want to eat fudge at every meal. No, not at every And meal. only eat fudge. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of what it is. I can't eat fudge every day because I do have a higher purpose. And I believe my higher purpose is to connect with the entire universe. And so we're just a little day trip in yeah, that Yeah, it's a vacation. Mission? It's a holiday. Why don't humans have Christmas every day of the year? Well, it would be far too expensive given the way Christmas is extremely commercialized now. Anything someone does with Christmas, they're just experimenting. They're just pushing and pulling on it. I just like to watch it happen. But, you know, we think of you as someone who knows what we're thinking. I do. Knows when we're asleep. Yep. Knows when we're awake. Yep. And I thought all of that was in service of knowing if we were bad or good. And that was all in service of the present that we were going to be oh, getting. That all tracks all the way up until the present, right? I do know if you've been bad or good because of my understanding of the overall human consciousness as it is defining bad and good at any given point in your timeline. Do you want to know if you've been bad or good? <laughs> um, yes, I want to know. This I year you've know. been good. I've been this year you've been good. So if you imagine all the humans on the planet yeah. create 100% of the opinion of what is bad and good. Yes. And so then your actions would be weighed against that entirety. I'm so glad to hear, Santa Claus, that I'm on the good spectrum. But I want to get back to the presence. Even though you just said that I've been good, and I do appreciate knowing that, but I know that under my Christmas tree this year, I know that my sister Bridget bought that, or my sister Duran got that for me, or my brother-in-law. So correct me if I'm wrong, you don't actually give I presents. Do. I do give presents. You do. I'm just a horrible gift giver. I do come, I do take, I do absorb all of these thoughts, and then I want to give something back. I want to give everybody a present. So what I try and do is give everyone an encouraging thought or an encouraging idea as a present. I, I give them a gift of an idea. I'm just really bad at putting them together. It's hard for me to get them small enough to fit inside of a human brain. I try so hard to give everyone a gift. It, but it, it's just, it's very difficult. Santa. Yes. It's so interesting to learn that the 
presents that you bring are more of a spiritual nature. Oh, I love that. Thank you so much for calling them spiritual. That because that really is the heart. That really is the the core of a human. In our minds, you know, here comes Santa and he's connecting us to this sort of greater universe and he's going around the whole world in one night and that makes us feel connected to the whole world. But am I Correct in thinking then, there's no Santa's workshop where you're building toys? That is that just stories we told ourselves? Yes. I inspired it, but you came up with it. And humans. What Look. about Mrs. Claus? Is there a Mrs. Claus? I have been Mrs. Claus several times just to have that experience, but you created it because you have this thing of gender and you have this thing of of couples that get together and create these organic life forms through your mammalian processes. But of course, you 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 just came up so with that So we created yourselves. that. We created it. And but based on my inspiration. Certainly based on your inspiration. Little ideas that I put here and there. How fun is it, the idea of flying reindeer? The, it is an amazing idea. I mean... Right. Come over here by the window. Wait, okay. Come over okay, here by okay. the window. <gasps> Look, there they are. They're flying reindeer. Oh. But wait, am I just seeing this because I want to see it? Am I creating this? Are you making that I just created. I just created those right now so that you could see them. Oh, Uh, my God. The way I feel right now, and you're probably just siphoning this off. Can you feel the wonder that I'm feeling? Yes. Oh, my goodness. That's so crazy. It's like a drug trip. Just before you tumble down the chimney, and by the way, there's not a spot on your suit. Nope. And and you look bigger than the chimney, so it seems phenomenal that you got down there. Do you want to see you, this? Wait, yeah. I'm going to make myself. Ooh, how about this size? Look at this. Oh, my God. You're, see? You're, you're, you're like a beanstalk. You're as thin yeah. as, a, as, a, as a little stalk of a plant. Right. Or I could be this version of Santa. Oh, boy. Oh, uh-oh. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> sorry. I'm, okay, sorry. Oh, let me change back. Yep. Oh, okay. Yep. I can be any size I need to be. I can be the size of the entire planet. Santa. Yeah. Have you ever been born into a life of human consciousness? I tried once. How did it, it go? Not well. I came out as septuplets, and six of the septuplets immediately exploded, and... The last one turned into a kangaroo, and I felt very bad for this family uh, in Iowa. The Hendersons, they had a really nice farm. They'd been wanting children for a long time. I had a big, long talk with Jesus, so I thought I'd know, okay, this is how you do it. This is how you create a, a single life on the, on the planet. That guy did it. Mwah, perfect. Chef's kiss, the way that Jesus did it, right? The Immaculate Conception? Oh, my goodness. That's the way to do it, right? I don't have his touch. I definitely don't have his touch. There was a kangaroo, a full-size kangaroo, running around Iowa. You can find the news stories about it if you didn't get a, a front-page stuff. Did but they I, shoot you? Well, no. Oh. I did get killed, but I didn't get shot. Oh, because no. I mean... I, you know what? I wish I'd gone out that oh. way. That would have been fun to go out uh, on the on that human way. No, I was uh, got attacked by a pack of wolves, and I was torn apart, and it was wonderful. I mean, my goodness, that feeling of being torn apart by wolves. I wish everyone could, could have that because it's just... You don't get more visceral than that, right? It, it, it really was enjoyable. I just didn't get the human experience. I haven't had that one yet. I want to try again, but... Santa, I want to be honest with you. Yeah. I'm feeling like I don't think you really understand what human pain feels like, how real that is for humans, what despair actually feels like. It's so 
intense, and I feel like you're making light of it. I just enjoy it all. I guess that's the thing that I'm trying to learn. I'm trying to learn what is good and what is bad because it doesn't make sense. Let me ask you this. Do you consider it bad that I sometimes create things like this just to see how humans respond to them? No. I think it's wonderful because it keeps humans in the state of wonder and believing in magic. And that makes us believe that we could be magic, perhaps. And that makes us feel connected to something bigger than ourselves, which is a real human need. You might have picked up on it. You know, Mary Pat, that is something that I would say has grown over the years. The more I take this moment to come down to a physical level and isolate myself from other atoms for a moment, I do get a chance to experience something. I do get a chance to taste a cookie. I mean, I take it so for granted that I can see and smell and hear and taste. You want to talk about human. You guys can't divide things up enough. Obviously, there's only one sense. It's all sense of touch. There's no other sense except the sense of touch. But you'll say, oh, no, we have a sense of sight and we have a sense of hearing and we have a sense of smell. Sound waves touch you. uh, Scent molecules touch you. You're just using a big general term Mm -hmm. for something we have made more specific. Right. And that's the thing that I am always trying to capture is that specificity. How, how did you do that? Why did you do that? It just, it makes no sense to me and I just can't get enough of it. Let me give you a little pop quiz, human. You're going to quiz me on things that are human? Yeah, things oh, that are human. Boy. Oh, boy. And, and, and then maybe things that are good, bad. Oh, I'm so, so worried. I'm so worried about this because um, I, I just don't have a lot of confidence about this. Okay. I've only been doing this for... I don't know. Probably when I started doing it was about 5000 BC. So it sounds like you and the consciousness you call Jesus talked about coming and having a human experience Mm -hmm. well before even he came. Well, oh boy. Yes and no. Oh, because I'm thinking of time in a linear fashion. Exactly, exactly. Oh my goodness, there I go again. It's really hard to not do that. Trust me. And what a joy a moment is. What a joy a minute is. Right. This idea of like, this minute is never going to happen again. Of course it is. If it happened, it exists. And so it will exist forever. But the way that you perceive it is, no, the moment is past. The minute is past. We must make the most of our time. That is an incredible, incredible idea. Are you saying you have the ability to revisit moments that you previously have had? They're all simultaneously existing at the same time. There is no time. So therefore... Everything simultaneously exists. There was a movie last year called Everything Everywhere All at Once. Did mm-hmm. you see that? Oh, yeah. Do you watch our movies? Oh, when I, or when you I just can. absorb them? I would say, again, I spend about six hours here, mm-hmm. once a year. About three hours of that are watching movies and TV shows. Who? Well, oh, that really makes me laugh because I just have trouble deciding myself what to watch. How do you decide what movie you're going to watch? What I do is I watch... Every movie that was nominated for an Academy Award at 16 speed, and then I watched one episode of Law & Order. Good choice. I just wanted something that would last a while. I'm on season three. Episode seven is what I watched this year. Some years I'll watch the German Motion Picture Academy nominees. Oh boy, well I hope some years you go by the BAFTA nominees because I just think the Brits know what they're doing I in that department. I don't know. I you mean in terms of movies or what? Oh, in terms of movies and I love the British actors and 
you seem to have an an affinity for the Brits. Oh, do I? I mean, you have a little bit of a British accent. Oh, and maybe nice. they, yeah. Is that what it sounds like to you? Yeah. Oh. And maybe that's fulfilling my idea somehow of Santa Claus. I don't um, know how I sound to you. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, yeah you sound a little bit British to me. Uh, good or bad, yeah. swearing. Words matter. Irresponsible use of words, bad. Responsible use of words, good. Scratching a sibling in a fight. Good. A scratch is usually a good communication factor before violence escalates. Something you probably saw me do as a kid, go down the hallway Mm -hmm. into my parents' dressing room and take a handful of quarters out of that tin. Yeah. Good or bad? I'm going to say that is bad because it develops an unhealthy relationship with money. That is very deep. In my opinion, you're good, but you've made a lot of bad choices. Me personally. Oh, yes. If you were faced yourself honestly in the timeline of your life, by your own morality, would say you've made some bad choices. Oh, I think I certainly made some bad choices, mm-hmm. but I'm just curious. So you're saying from your perspective of my perspective, I've made some bad moral choices. And you can take that two ways. In terms of the entire human consciousness, about 50% of the things you do are bad choices, are bad, are morally bad. Wow. And about 50% are good. By your own metric, I would say... You're about 70-30. So my own moral standards are a little lax compared to the overall human. It's just because you like yourself, and that's a good thing, according to you. It, that is true. I do like myself. And, and you think it's good to good like thing. yourself, right? I, I think it's very Can nice. Can I have another one of those cookies? Yeah, please. They, they are okay. for you. I did put them out for oh, you. Oh, I love it. And I put the, these here. These carrots are for the reindeer. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if the I reindeer... I eat them. They, it's oh, me. you eat them. It's okay. me. Them. I eat them. I typically eat the carrots with my ears, though. You want to see that? Yes. Oh, that is so creepy. Folks, he just he just pushed an entire big peeled carrot right into uh, what looks like a human ear. I ate it with my ear. He ate it with yeah. his ear. This is a very eccentric man. Yeah. Delicious. I'm so, so glad that yeah. you enjoyed it. Yeah. I don't recommend you doing that or anyone listening to this because you won't be able to listen to this anymore if you try and eat things with your ears. That's right. In our human forms, Mm -hmm. because we are human, we have to eat with our mouth. And that is also where our taste buds are. Uh That's how we taste things. That's how you taste things with touch. What do you think is the weirdest thing about humans? Dreams, right? Mm -hmm. Once sleep found you and realized the capabilities, uh, sleep Put you all to sleep, and so that you, so that just they could feed off of your dreams. Then someone negotiated with sleep to give you back two thirds of your life, so you get to spend two thirds of your life awake. Is sleep an entity much like yourself? Uh-huh. Yeah, that's right. How many other entities are there like you? All of them. Yeah. No, how many? That's are my there? answer. There are. It's all of them. And is that twelve or? 20? They're not divided. So why was sleep making decisions about the human experience? Because it found you. Because it found us. In its journey into exploring and merging with the universe, it found humans on Earth. Have you ever been walking along a beach and you find a unique shell Mm -hmm. and you pick up that shell and you take it home? 
Have you ever done something like that? Of course. Right. And so you and you take this little thing off of this beach, and the beach is full of shells, and the beach is full of sand, and you know that ocean is full of shells and sand and everything, but you took this little one home because you liked it, and you wanted it for your own, and it meant something to you, and it, it gave you some good feeling, perhaps. Yes. And that's what happened. Uh, sleep was experiencing the universe and came across this little shell called humans and decided to try and keep it. For himself. And try to make them go to sleep so he can feed off of their dreams. Mm-hmm. And that, I mean, I guess that's competition because someone such as yourself wants to feed off our awake. They, I do both, though. Oh, you also feed yeah. off our dreams. I mean, that now that true. sleep is pretty much merged with the universe, I have access to all of your dreams. I know when you're sleeping. I know when you're awake. Would you consider me naughty or nice based on what you know about me thus far? I think through no fault of your own, you're naughty. Oh. And nice. Is that possible? Because all things exist simultaneously? It is possible. Of course, I don't believe that there is such a thing as naughty or nice. Of course, I'd be both. But I don't get this type of feedback. I don't get really honest person to person. I'm a person right now. You are a person right now. (laughs) I'm a person right now. I don't get that type of feedback. Listen. I would say this about most humans. Mm-hmm. We're human. We're flawed. There's things that are we would consider good about ourselves, right. things that we can consider bad about ourselves. And yet we're also all part of this universal consciousness. We're part of it, even though we have this illusion of separateness. I think that's true about you, Santa Claus. Oh. Because we're part of it, you're part of us. That's the nicest thing anyone could say to me, even though it's very selfish. It's very, very selfish. Well, I mean, humans are selfish, so maybe you're a little more human. Oh, look at that. I am being human. Yes. I really, maybe I'm a little bit more human than even I realize. Maybe you are. Because of the time I've spent here, Mm -hmm. because of the moments I've experienced, maybe I've become a little more human. Santa, I would love it if you sat down. In that maroon love seat mm. with Cisco, that white lamb. Mm-hmm. And watch and, Law and Order? Yeah, put your feet up. Okay. We'll put Law and Order on this big screen here through the there's little projector. Now, I already watched my episode. I'd be watching another episode. You'd watch another episode. And then when the fire dies down, we're going to string those stockings across. Oh, yes. And I think that you should have Christmas breakfast with my family. They would love to meet you. Uh, quick question. Mm-hmm. Will you be upset, and I'm pretty sure I know the answer to this, if some of your family members explode in my presence? I mean, I probably would be upset. I, I don't think that there's one I'd be willing to spare. Is that is that what happens sometimes when humans see you? Just because of the amount of vibrations that I put out. Okay. If there's more than one human around, a lot of times somebody will explode. That's why I wear this coat this way. Oh. Yeah, it's a reminder Don't be around too many humans. You know, when you go and visit all of their houses, don't have a bunch of humans around. This coat started out pure white, and it is just the the blood of all the people that have exploded around me over the years. I mean, that is remarkable because it is a ruby red, Mm -hmm. head to toe, including your pants. And I guess you must have replaced the little white collar Mm -hmm. around your hat. Yeah, that's just a fashion accent. Oh, I got to rethink this then. I'm at least staying for another episode of Law and Order okay, because, well, I, because I'm, too exci- I'm too excited about okay, that. Okay, let's watch one yeah. episode and then we can decide after. Because it was a two-parter. Oh, my goodness. 
So wow. I, was, I was going to have to wait an entire year to oh, see the second half. That's insane. Yeah. Oh, that is not very human of you because humans binge watch TV. Oh, yeah. So you should be watching at least three episodes each time. You are giving me ideas. I might end up having one-on-one conversations every year moving forward. Well, finding I hope you come someone. back and chat with me again. That would be... Um... No, probably not. Oh, I've okay. pretty much gotten everything I can from you. Okay. Was that mean? Was that um, bad? Was that naughty? Was that I guess it's not just, nice? It's just telling it like it is. That's how we yes. describe I, it. I still will capture your thoughts of the year. Is there any way humans can block you? Yeah, I suppose they can. What if they don't believe in you? Because there is only is what is, it does not matter what people believe. But the more you believe in Santa Claus, the closer you are to understanding the universe. That is really something to think about. I want to thank you so much, Santa, for coming here and talking to me. It means so much to me. And I really want to thank you for the gifts, for the wonder and the magic and the starlight that is coming right out of your eyes. And I think it's a fair trade, even if you are going to feast on my every waking moment and every sleeping moment. I feel okay about the transaction. You have given me a whole bunch to think about. I'll say this to you, Mary Pat. Enjoy your separation. Enjoy your individuality. Enjoy your uniqueness for as long as you're able to perceive it. Because once it is gone, it's really hard to feel sense of self. Wow. We take so much for granted here on our little planet. Oh, my goodness. You're tearing up now. But, you know, this is very human. I take so much, and you have been too kind to have have, this conversation with me. Nope, I have a little something for you. You are too nice. I'm going to take it off the tree. No. It's a... That's for me. Yeah. It's actually sterling silver. Oh, boy. And it's a star. Well, I... It reminds me... Can I eat it now? No, 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 no. He ate it. He ate it. Oh, my God. That he ate it. tasted wonderful. It didn't. Oh, my goodness. It, it and did. that was 100% pure silver. It, it, it oh was. Oh, my goodness. And I am going to give you this inspiration. Wow. I can't wait to come back next year and see what happened with that. <laughs> Me too. All right. Now, law and order. Ooh. Perhaps by the end of this series, I will have figured out good and or bad. Hmm. Thanks for listening to this episode of Anthem of Life. It was really fun for me to be on the other side of the table for this one and to get to play with my old pal, Mary Pat Farrell, who really is a producer on this show, along with Sarah Atwood-Sarine. MP and I did another show like this in episode three, where Mary Pat played Brandy from the song Brandy. If you haven't already, give it a listen. If you're enjoying the show, please help us amplify the anthem. Sharing with a friend, posting on the inner tube, or taking a moment right now to rate and leave a glowing review for our show on Apple Podcasts. All of it helps, and we certainly appreciate it. Our theme song was produced by the wonderful Ben Wise. Find out all about his music at benwise.bandcamp.com. Additional music provided by Icarus. Inspiration for this episode came from the song Santa Claus is Coming to Town. When Eddie Cantor sang Santa Claus is Coming to Town at the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade in November 1934, it became a huge hit. By Christmas, 
a half a million copies of sheet music, and more than 30,000 records were sold. And we have a whole bunch more about this classic carol in the episode's liner notes, where you can also find a link to enjoy our eclectic and ever-growing Anthem of Life playlist on Spotify. You can find us on Instagram at Anthem of Life Podcast. Give us a follow and let us know what you love about Santa Claus. Until next time, we wish you a life worth singing about.